This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. This is what I got to say. All right, so we're back again, Nick, for the Authentic Entrepreneur. And uh, we are going to do our very first ever Q&A yes. podcast. So we, we, we put out there a couple times about um, people um, responding uh, give us questions about entrepreneurship, about our journey, about our, our story, whatever. Um, and we got questions from just random people. We got questions from friends. We got questions from a class, yeah. an entrepreneurship class. Just said they actually have been using our podcast in class. Great. Um, to Thank you. Of, yeah. Thank you. More so classes should do that. Shout out to them. Absolutely. And they know who they are. And, uh, and so we're just kind of like go back and forth um, and ask kind of questions that we've gotten, uh, received. Okay. Not gotten, received. So... So the format is, so I think it'd be fun, right? I think what I'll ask you a question, you answer, and then I'll answer after you're done answering. Yeah. And then you ask me a question, I'll answer. And we don't know who's going to pick what. We just, yeah. you know, and just so we, and we haven't even, we've read the questions quick, but yeah. we're just going to. It's off the. Off the cuff, right I from, think. Right from the heart. Yeah. Um, and, all, and if we use your. Authentic, if you Authentic. Will. If we use your question on air uh, in the podcast, we will send you a copy of something really awesome. Our, one of our favorite books. Um, and we will autograph that book with someone else's names. So we'll, we'll forge their name. We'll forge their, their signature. But if we use it, you could win a prize. So please send us uh, send us your questions. You can send them to Stu, S-T-U at Y-L-C-C dot com. And don't hold back too. If they say yeah. like, oh, you need to comb your hair better, Nick, say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know you made a couple yeah. comments about yeah. it. Stu, you know, why do you look so unhealthy? Yeah. Um, all mean? right. So here we go. Nick, I'm gonna, I'll put the first one out there for you. I've got a whole bunch here I've, I've, I've uh, put together. Do you think your success has changed you as a person or do you think it was for the better or for the worse? It, Which is an interesting question. It is. A better great, or worse? Great question. Your um, entrepreneurship journey. I think my entrepreneurship journey, I mean, success is such a relative word, right? So I'm going to say my entrepreneurship journey has changed me for the better. Um, and the reason being is because before I was an entrepreneur, uh, before I started working for myself, I, I was doing jobs in which I, um, you know, I was working as a teacher, which I loved. It was great, but I worked at the bank. I had, you know, kind of a nine to five job. And teaching isn't, and I know that. So any teachers out there, we know we work closely with teachers. It's, it's well, your wife's a teacher. My wife's a teacher. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, not nine to five. it's definitely not nine to five. But um, I feel like even um, as an entrepreneur, for me, um, it's changed me for the better because it's forced me to, you know, like we talked about in one of our previous shows to, to be, um, um, you know, our routines and things like that has really forced me to lean into who I am as a, as an individual and mm -hmm. who I am as a, as a, as a person, as a man, as a, as a husband, as a father, yeah. um, and being able to manage, you know, the different businesses that we run or that I run and, and that my, my, my team runs. Um, it, I think it's changed me for the better because it's, it's really helped me put in perspective that, you know, I can't work around the clock. I have to make sure that I'm, I'm who I need to be for Bryn. It's mm -hmm. I'm who I need to be for, uh, for Brooke and who I need to be for Wells and who I need to be for, you know, other family and friends and things yeah. like that. So, um, so the answer to the question, I think it's changed me for, uh, for the better. Um, it's forced me to look at myself in the mirror many, many times, do lots of reflection and realize that, um, you know, I'm a work in progress as we all are. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and say, Hey, since I've become an entrepreneur, both in the business realm and the personal realm. I haven't made any mistakes because I have. I think we all have. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think it's growth if you learn from them. And it's one of those things where I think it's, uh, I think it's changed me in a, in a positive way. All right. I'm going to so, give that question. So as we said, I'm going to give that question back to you, though. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll answer my thoughts on that. I think it's changed me for the better and for the worse. 100%. So I would say uh, the bad part of being an entrepreneur 
is the reality of entrepreneurship is people often think if they get into entrepreneurship that they get all this freedom and they can make their own schedules and they can do what they want to do and you know which to a certain degree is true um, that I can make my own schedule um, I think you can make your own schedule unless you work like in a retail environment or somewhere you have to punch a clock but I think in most jobs nowadays working in an office often they're very free in their creating their own schedules. Work when you want to work, Netflix, take vacation when you want to take, net, take vacations. Um, so for me, um, I was unable to, and I'm not, I have not completely changed. So the worst part of entrepreneurship for me is that I, I tend to do too much. Um, and so I tend to get overwhelmed uh, with, with too much. Um, and then that cost me, uh, it cost me a marriage uh, 15 years ago, six, sorry, 16 years, 17 years ago now. Um, it cost me a marriage. Um, it changed my life with my kids. Um, and so, um, but the, the, the good part of it, so that was the kind of the bad part. The good part is I get to do something I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I, I, I know that every day that even though not everyone likes me and not everyone agrees with me and, and that's part of, running a business, um, being a manager, uh, being a coach, you're going to have people hate you. It's life, yeah. And, and they're going to disagree with you and they're going to be adamant about it. And I think you have to, as an entrepreneur, and I'm still mastering this, um, you have to, and you, don't, you, don't, you can't care about what other people think about you. You can't give a rat's about what people think about you. Tail. Rat's tail. You can't. You have to learn. And so for me, one of the better parts is being this slow process of, of trying to figure that out. Trying to understand that people's other opinions don't count um, to me. They don't. If you have creative, if you have constructive criticism or you have an idea, you want to share it with me, fantastic. But if you want to judge me, yeah. that's hard. People don't like they want to fit in right like everybody from when you're in high school all the way through to when you go to your seniors home yeah. you want to fit into it right you want to have your tribe which we've always talked about mm -hmm. and I think that's a hard one for me so um, I had a um, I had a couple people that I knew that worked with me um, and they lived an hourly life so they lived a life that was a job like they went to work in the morning they went home at night they hung out with their family they did their own thing um, and uh, I, I, I liked them because we worked together. Um, but then when we didn't work together anymore, um, I wasn't able to hang out with them and just spend social evenings and go and visit and drive in to see them and, and just, you know, have a social time. I literally have no social life. My social life often resolves when I'm on, on the road, when I'm working, when I'm with people I work with. That's my social life. Right. I don't have downtime. Like, I don't have downtime. Um, and when I do, I'm going to spend it with my wife or with my kids. That's it. So I'm not going to go hang out with anybody. And so to the point where they thought I was just a horrible person and they cut me out of their lives yeah. and said, you, you don't appreciate us. You don't care about us. You know, you don't this and that. And I got really upset. Like I got like, I got like, I was devastated and I felt like I was done. Like I wanted to quit mm -hmm. because I, I, I like to be liked. We all do. Um, I like to be appreciated. I like to be, but it wasn't until... Really, it wasn't until I got listening to Gary V a little bit more, and we talk about Gary a lot. One day he'll be on our show. For sure. Um, but Gary, or we'll be on Gary's podcast, yeah. one or the other. But 
you know, he says like, you know, you've got to, you, you have to care as little about the dislikes as you care about the likes. So tracking how many people like your post or like your video or like your whatever, like, oh my God, I got X number of likes and comments and whatever, um, retweets. You have to care. You shouldn't care about that either. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't care about people um, not liking you. Yeah. So, I mean, so for me, the bad part is the struggle has been when you run something, people will always question you, always doubt you, always think they can do it better. Um, people always look at from the outside in. Everything looks different from the outside in. People always think the grass is always greener somewhere else. Um, and so you have to be able to be strong enough to to weather that. Um, and I haven't ever mastered that. I'm, I've definitely gotten better at it. I'm better now than I was 20 years ago. But I, I definitely sometimes I get overwhelmed. I just went away for a few days just to, to disconnect from everything because I was very overwhelmed. So an honest answer is the good, there is good. The good is I get to actually do something I love. Yeah. So that's the great part of it. Um, I don't regret that. I love what we do. And at the end of the day, we help lots of amazing people do amazing things. The bad is is having to manage people's personalities and try and get them to understand mine, mm -hmm. which is not an easy thing to do. Right. So I, I don't know if that was really... No, I... I and, and, that and, was long-winded. Well, and further... Th and very and, honest. But it is very honest. And, and in further to that, one of the things that, that's kind of helped me get to that point is is I often say to them, be who you are and allow that to come out in how you live. Right. And I honestly feel like the rest will take care of itself. You know what right. I mean? The people who want to be my friend will be my friend. Yeah. You know, and but you're right, you, you gotta care less about the likes as much as you do about when you get them, when you don't, don't get, get them. them. You know, and I mean I think at that point, you know, and you know, we're we're a little older if, at that point I don't really do care. I put something out on, on Twitter or Instagram or things like that. It's you know, it's either my kid. I'm not too concerned about it. I do it for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean and, you, you want right. to. It's, you're like, oh my gosh, that thing I put out there was really successful and people mm -hmm. loved it. That's great because I'm yeah. making connections. So for you sure. want you, you you can't help but want that. But you have to like you have to be you have to you have to not care if people don't like what you do. Just be authentically you, right? I yeah. mean it's easier said than done. But yeah, good yeah. good question, whoever sent that in. That was fantastic. So my turn to ask you. Yeah. Um here's one that oh this will be interesting. Is how do you deal with stress? Full stop. That's it. That's the question. How do you deal with stress? I don't. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, go ahead and elaborate on that a little more then. I don't deal with stress very well. I I, I, I suck at dealing with stress. Um I try to the simple the simple I have two simple tactics. One, I, I try and think in five years, will this matter? And often five years, it won't matter. Like I, if I think like when I, was in, so when I was in high school and my girlfriend broke up with me and I was like, oh my gosh, like my world is ending, is collapsing. She was the one. Like, you know, how many 14-year-old kids yeah, are in exactly. grade nines yeah. or relationships? Like, they're the one. Yeah, they're probably not the one. <laughs> but I thought when I broke up with this girl in grade 12, um, that I was, it was over. Like my life was over. I have to be honest. I really can't remember her last name. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She probably can't remember yours either. She probably doesn't remember me at all. <laughs> all of my name. Yeah, exactly. she, I was, she was way cooler than I was. Yeah. Um, probably never should have dated her in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, so I try and say in five years, will this matter? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10 in five years, it won't matter. Like when I went through a divorce, it was like the end of the world. But in five years, I was in a whole different path that I wouldn't have been on had I still been in that relationship. I was saying it to my daughter the other day who was going through some struggles. Uh, and I said, you have to trust me that you will move forward. So that helps me with stress is yeah. knowing that I probably, this will probably end up being okay. And the second thing is, for me, stress, it, it makes me think of like, I think 
I always think I'm going to be okay, mm. period, just in general. I think I'm always, so for me, stress is I'm always going to be okay. And the other thing I do for stress probably is I write in my journal and I be, I go, I get, I get, I go, I go and be alone. Yeah. And that, that help, helps me too. Yeah. That's great. Um, good insight. So what you, I, you, yeah, for, for myself, um, you know, and I think everybody deals with, and that's one thing we, we mentioned, we all, everyone deals with stress differently, right? But I can feel myself when I, when I'm overwhelmed, um, I just try to unplug from everything and we'll go home and just kind of hang out. You know, it's funny, a two year old and a six year old can really put things in perspective about what's important, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and keeping perspective is a big uh, one. I, mean, yeah. I should add that. Yeah. Perspective is huge for Absolutely. stress. And one of the things I like to do though, and I do it when I, when I feel like I, you know, when I'm stressed or, or when I'm, you know, overwhelmed, I, I try to talk about it, try to talk about it with, you know, with my family and things like that. But I, I do a lot of writing in that, but I like to, um, unwind and I'll go to a movie. I'm a big movie person. Yeah, you, you yeah. told me by yourself. By myself, yeah. I often do that, and I'll I'll, I'll go like you know, and, and I'll go with my, my my wife as well. But like, I if I'm really if on the road, out, yeah. If I'm on the road and I and I'm feeling overwhelmed, there's lots going on, and as we know, we you know, you and I are running different companies and stuff. Um, I just kind of you know, I'll just leave the phone and I'll go to a movie, and then just that's that two hours, two and a half hours is just sometimes what I need. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big walker. I know you like to run and such, but I'm oh, a yeah. That's I should out too. Running yeah. is good for stress. Yeah, and I'm a big. Um, uh, I'm a big walker. I like to walk. I try to walk most mornings and that good helps me too. get, yeah, I do. So I try to stay consistent. I'm a, I'm a pretty good walker. Yeah. You left, right, left, right. Well, I never get it mixed up. No. That's for sure. So those are things I try to use for, um, to, to kind of use the decompress. And there, I know there's some practical advice for, for the person who mm -hmm. sent that in, but, um, yeah, just kind of like that. And like, like what Stu said, having that uh, mindset of like, is this really going to matter in five years? And in some cases, maybe it is. And if that's the case, you really need to lean into that yeah. and embrace that. But if it's not, then recognize, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe I'm taking a little bit more on than, than I need and I should you know pump the brakes a little bit because at the end of the day it's your mental health that that that, oh, yeah. that matters right and, you're and here's something else I would I put out there for the next this generation of human beings which I'm a part of because I'm alive um, <laughs> we often when we had go through stressful situations and we go through stuff that is negative or we're sad we put it out on social media yeah and we do that because we're hoping that people will flood our inbox or flood our feeds with like you're gonna be okay mm -hmm. You're a great person. Don't believe what they say. You're awesome, right? You want that like uh, external love. For people, a lot, often you don't even really know that well, especially mm -hmm. if you're doing it like on Twitter or you're doing it on like on, on Instagram and you're not a private account. People can just, can just respond, right? Um, I say when you're stressed, the best thing you can have, and I've said my, my thing I lack in my business is not having uh, a peer yeah. who's in the business with me. Right. Yep. So often I'll talk to you. Yep. Um, because you're, I mean, we work together, but you don't work for me. Right. Um, you're not working for YLCC. You work with YLCC, mm -hmm. um, but you don't work for me. So I can, I can talk to you. My buddy, Matt, I just went away for three days. He was a big executive, uh, at a, at a bank and I'll just say things to him. And when I hear myself saying them to him, he'll ask me questions because like, he's not connected to the situation right, or the yeah. people. And it's great to work that out. So that really works out stress too, is having a human being which I just posted about recently, have a human being, talk to that human being, vent. Yeah. And I think part of entrepreneurship, this is a big takeaway. If you're an entrepreneur and you're all alone running a company, you have great teams, you have great staff, but at the end of the day, there's nobody above you typically, yeah. right? Maybe you have a board of directors, but typically there's not anybody above you. And I think if you are all alone, the shittiest thing about being an entrepreneur is not having that vent. Yeah, you need to find some. You need you need to find someone. You need to yeah. find someone who you can vent to, yeah. who has an understanding at least of what you do, yeah. but isn't in the muck. Yeah. And so entrepreneurs don't 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 do it alone. You mm -hmm. want you're stressed, you're overwhelmed. Talk to people. 
Yeah. Talk to someone who you can just say, you know, who doesn't know the people, who's not going to come back to the office on Monday and say, did you hear what Stu said about Nick or yeah. Nick said about Stu or I think he hates him or I think, I, and you know, outside of the office politics, have someone you can talk to who is a peer, who is understanding of what you do, understanding who you are, a good friend's a good person, a partner's a good person. Yeah. Um, often I don't think taking your crap home to your partner is good, but if you have somebody, a, a good sounding board. Yep, absolutely. That's so good and so powerful for reducing stress and anxiety in your job and your workplace. Well, I think we actually think so highly of that. We, we did talk about, uh, we'll get into that in further episodes, right? In, yeah. in the future to talk about the importance of having, you know, mentors, but also people that you can connect with yeah. and, and, and talk. Because I know you and I talk often about, and a lot of it has to do with business, right? Yeah. And it's because we're running separate companies, but we, uh, we connect a lot when it comes to that. And it, and it does. You get off the phone, you feel you're like, okay, I was able to vent that. Yeah. And, and then you can get on with it, right? It's just so. good. I mean, we had, a, we had a crisis at camp uh, back in the spring, and I, I didn't know who to call because I'm like, I got nobody else I can call. I got nobody else above me. I, got, I can't call my boss. I don't have a boss. I don't have a supervisor. I'm going to a general manager. Who do I call? Like, it's me. I'm, and I've never dealt with this situation before. And so I reached out to a, a friend of mine who is in the States, who is on, she's a doctor, and she, um, she's on TV all the time talking about family and stress and, and what's an emergency and what's just a tragedy and right. what's an accident. And, and she's just talking about that. And, and I, I just, I reached out to her and I said, can we talk? And she called me on my drive up to the camp to deal with the, the situation. We talked for about a half an hour or more. And she just like said, here's five things you can do. Here's five ideas. Here's, you know, because you're in the minute of it. You're, you're in the, you're, when you're in the mud, you can't move. You can't move, right? And so to have somebody able to reach out with that stick and say, yeah. grab on. And also, you know, that person being on the outside looking in, right? Yeah. Not, not fully invested, well, invested in you as a friend, but not in the situation. Yeah, it's important they know who you are. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I've, I've, this year I've used, I've had two situations this year in my business, which I'd never had in 25 years running my camp, 26 years, where I, I reached out both times uh, to two different people yeah. who were not in my business, not in the leadership camp space, but they were, they were their, their advice and they're, they're talking me off the ledge, metaphorically, um, was invaluable. Yeah, yeah. And my stress went, boom, just yeah. dropped. Yeah. And then you can deal with it with a clear mind. Then right? I can deal with it. Good. Because yeah. when um, you walk into your team, you got to be like super. Well, that's, well you, they, they understand. And I think they, your, our teams, you know, always, they embrace the fact that you're human, but you got to have your answers. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you look for it, right? Yeah, but you your, team, your team, I think your team you work with, if you're the owner, they're looking for looking to you to, to know the answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they're looking for like, well, when Nick gets in, he'll know what to do. Yeah, we'll ask him. Yeah. And often you're like, I don't have a clue. Yeah, if my team's listening, I mean, I, I'm making it up as I go. We like, all are. You know, and it's just right? like because every day is a new day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the difference between self-employment and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Self-employment, you're just worrying about yourself, making a paycheck, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I hope I never, I hope I didn't really put that down in earlier episodes. That's really important. But self. Employment is great, but entrepreneurship is every day mm -hmm. is a completely un, especially if you're doing something new or something groundbreaking or a new idea, but yeah. you, you know, you're shaping something yeah. and the world's changing so fast. It's every, we're inventing all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So stress yeah. is real. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You ask or do you want me to ask and then we can go back and forth. Well, uh, here's one. Okay. Don't forget, you can send us uh, your questions at uh, Stu, S-T-U, at YLCC.com, um, and we will 100% um, will answer them on the show. And if we use your question, we will send you an autographed copy of a book that we didn't write. If you 
had not discovered entrepreneurship, this is an interesting question. Oh. If you had not discovered entrepreneurship, where do you think you'd be right now or doing right now? What would you be doing right now if you didn't have entrepreneurship? If Good I, question. That's a great question. I know, but I know the answer. I sort of, I, I literally head, just I, had the question, well, would you play hockey? No, I can't because I'm not good enough. So I'm, I'm 39 and mm -hmm. they, there's no place for a 39 yeah. player, 39 year old that doesn't right. play hockey anymore. Would you, be, I, would you, would you, would you, blah, 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 blah. would you be involved in, in sport? Yes. My answer. So I'm going to go ahead and give you, I, yeah. I know I asked the question, but I would be in management. I would, I really, like sports management. yeah, uh, general, like I would, I would look to have worked my way into, I wasn't, I tried coaching a little bit, um, at different levels and I have got some good friends that are in the coaching levels. I got some good friends that are in, you know, the scouting and things like that. But re what really speaks to me, if I was not, um, you know, working for myself as an entrepreneur, I would be looking to be a general manager of a, like a major junior team or an NHL team or something that, that really yeah. speaks to me, evaluating talent, um, you know, having people around you that, you know, that you're still, you're working with and having scouts and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that. I just, I've been around the game a long time, hockey that is for those of you that don't know me. And, um, if I was not an entrepreneur, then I would have, in fact, before I became a teacher, uh, went to teacher's college, there was an, there was, um, a, a small window where I was going to, you know, volunteer my time at the uh, major junior level just to learn about the management and then, you know, got into teacher's college and, and then my journey for entrepreneur, I would never change it mm -hmm. in a heartbeat, but that's what I'd be. I'd be a general manager of, you know, either hopefully a major junior team or an NHL or American, something like that yeah. in that capacity. So, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, my answer is simple. I, I did go to college for a semester <laughs> before I was kicked out. There you go. If you're listening, education is important. It just wasn't for me. It is important. There's all uh, kinds of different things, realms of education. It wasn't for me exactly. where I was. But I did go to college for a, a semester for radio broadcasting at Fanshawe College. And I worked at CJBK in London, Ontario for about a year or so. Uh, I got to do overnights. I got to do station ops. I got to do all this stuff. And so my wife and I were actually just talking about this the other day. She said that she would do work with animals. So she'd go back nice. and do it all over again. She's a phys ed teacher, went to school for... Uh, for kinesiology, um, and uh, but she would work with the animals. Her dream was to have a rescue farm. All right. Um, but me, I said right away, I was like, I would be a radio talk show <laughs> really? host, yeah. Yeah. like without question. I loved talking. I loved being on the radio. Um, I always got like people saying, "Oh, you got a good voice for radio, and you got a great face for radio." You're, you do have a good face for radio for sure, and <sighs> your voice just joke. went like it's not really that jo funny. It's not really a joke. <laughs> no, sorry. Thanks, man. Kidding, man. You're cute. Um, oh, yeah, no, I get uh, your voice kind of went radioish there. Did you notice anyone? Know, did you notice that in the back? Like, did you guys voice, hear that? You, you, like, you have something. a good voice for did radio. Did you hear my voice like, go did, down? Did it go deep? I know lots Barry of. White. Yeah, was it Barry White? I know a lot of radio people, and they don't sound like that. That's, I mean, I mean, that's me, but yeah. What do you mean it don't sound like Well, that? like, I, I, I got a buddy that's a radio uh, host, like, he has a morning show, and he doesn't be like, hello, welcome to, like, it sounded like that's what you're, how, okay, for our listeners and yeah. our viewers, give me an intro, the Stu Saunders show. So I will give you the my, stupendous no, I'll, give you, I'll give you my the thing I would say on the radio back right. in 1989. And write in and judge how horrible it is, okay? I mean, how, how good it is. I mean, how good it is. Let's <clears throat> see. So here we go. Here it would be, uh, uh, you're listening to 1290 CJBK, all oldies all the time. No one's listening and no one cares. <laughs> okay. That was, That's I your... worked at the number 10 radio station in a 10 radio station market. <laughs> well done. I can tell, man. I can tell. No, I'm just kidding. That was good. No, I'm actually, I'm not kidding. I shouldn't say that. CJBK, your major league sports station. The Blue Jays are on at five o'clock this Friday playing the New York Dodgers. I'm happy you're that an entrepreneur. That is not a so team. Are... The New York Dodgers is not a team. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's but, Brooklyn. No, but we're, no it's but, LA. It's LA. LA Dodgers. Right. Um, it used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's right. Anyway, but here's the thing. We're actually, but the cool thing is we're kind of doing that right now. Yeah, like exactly. We are doing a radio show. And I am grateful that you're not doing it in that voice, the radio but voice. But what the that's cool the thing, thing is, the cool <laughs> thing is that 
we are in such an amazing time in 2018 that you can do anything. Yeah, that's it. We have a studio that 15 years ago would have cost a million dollars and roadblocks and technology and wiring and everything. We have an amazing studio. We bought stuff on Amazon. We found this this wall behind an old building. Mm-hmm. We built it. We we cut out our foam on our walls with a lighting cane. Like we did all of it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And we can have a world class. Yeah. I've had people say the show looks good. It sounds like we're doing this right yeah. now. Like yeah. I can build a website on Wix.com. Entrepreneurs, you can build a website on Wix.com or Foursquare uh, that would have cost Fifteen thousand, thirty thousand dollars are due ten years ago. Yeah. Well, one of my companies, we just did that with our, our sock company. They did it right on Wix. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just, I just, I made our Authentic Entrepreneurs yeah. dot, uh, dot biz. Biz. Yeah. Uh, uh, I made that website on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's not great. It's not going to win any Webbies. No, but it will eventually once we. I don't know if it'll win any awards, but it's going to be way better. But it, my point is this, and you your could point do is anything. you could do it, and there's really no excuse as to. So, when the question, you know, what would you do if you're not an entrepreneur, you know. If we're going to circle back to the young people who asked this question, in today's, like, in the 21st century where we're living now, mm-hmm. you know, you can do anything. So if there's something you want to be, like, if you, if there, just, I'm not, you know, we're not these guys are like, you can do anything. But, yeah, like, but literally, you can. You, you can. can do it. You can do you anything. You ha- if you have the, if you have the, 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 the hustle and the desire, you look at Megan Trainer. look at, and this is Justin Bieber. I don't, I'm not a fan of Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Megan Trainer. But they literally got their careers because they put YouTube videos up. Yeah, right. And yeah. they got discovered. Like, that wouldn't have happened 15 years ago because YouTube wasn't around. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's just, you've got, I've got, I mean, I mean, as a young girl that used to work with us, Molly Burke, she has a, over 1.2 million subscribers on her YouTube channel. She didn't have a YouTube channel that was active until two years ago. Right. She was on Good Morning America last week. She has no formal training in this. You can do anything if you desire to do it and if you want. So I wouldn't do anything else. No. The what I'm doing, because I got to be on radio. Exactly. And thank goodness you're not doing that. We got to wrap this up. Uh, do we have, yeah, we're going to wrap it up? Yeah. No time? No okay. time. All right. Um, and so we... Uh, we thank you for your questions. Yeah. And again, you can send us your questions. Nick, what, what is one question that you would ask? I'll ask you one question. Um, what is your ultimate, in 10 years from now, what do you want to say about, people to say about your your entrepreneurial path, your organization? Well, I Ten mean, years now, what do you want them to say about you? If someone's looking in from the outside. That they, they made a difference in the world. You know, that we, we, we left an impact. And we did that in our, in our we took our journey authentically. Yeah. You know? How about you? Uh, that YLCC um, positively affected an entire generation of young people. Yes. An entire generation. Mm-hmm. Um, that the world's a better place because we were doing what we were doing. Because of that, we got a lot of work to do. Got to keep going. Absolutely. We are going to get more questions. Oh, you're yeah. going to wrap this up. We have, we're going to get more of these questions and we will visit them on we'll a later We'll try to do one question every show. Yeah, if for we sure. Can. Absolutely. Probably not, but we'll try. All right. Thanks a lot. Keep learning. Keep uh, leading. Keep uh, entrepreneuring. Peace out.